Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Hello, welcome to the pod. You know, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Hope you have a very special day today. We are recording this in advance on February the 6th, the Tuesday, a beautiful sunny day here in Nashville. It's like spring is early. Um, the bad news today, woke up to find out that uh, we lost Toby Keith uh, mm-hmm. over overnight. And uh, we can't say enough great things about about that guy. I mean, all the big hits he had. What a great songwriter, Toby Keith. If you listen to his catalog, you know, he was one of those artists that liked to write and had some incredible melodies and songs. So uh, Nashville and the world mourning the loss of Toby Keith. May you rest in harmony. Mm. Yeah. I also wanted to mention today is the day that Efren White's new record comes out. It is available everywhere, and he is well-known in Nashville. Uh, Folk singer, uh, in fact, a Kerrville folk award winner. He's an award-winning folk singer, and his long-awaited new record is out there today, uh, streaming everywhere, so check that out, if you will. Uh, Efren, um, he's got these stickers that everybody has on their guitars around. It says, Efren White. Effing right. <laughs> and get Ephronized. And get Ephronized. So uh, he's been on the podcast before, and I'm sure he'll be on a future podcast. Before I introduce you to your uh, guest, I want, I want to talk a little bit about my friend and co, uh, co uh, host every now and then, Mark Allen Barnett in the Mark Allen Barnett Tours, uh, which is really an incredible thing. If you're coming into town, you can book a tour with Mark Allen Barnett, and he'll take you around and he'll write songs with you and he'll show you the ropes and, and he can improve your game three to five years in, in just this week tour with him. That's the truth. Yeah, it really is. And he's doing a little something special, and I, I promised him that I would mention it on uh, today's show. Um, it, it's a mini, mini Mab, he calls it, Mark Allen Barnett. And uh, it's teaching, coaching, and a private session. If you're coming into town, these are going to be in a successive Tuesday nights. And it, small group, uh, talking three to five people. But in this, you will go to Mark's place and uh, they're going to talk about, Mark's going to give you tips on creation of the song, with song critiques, he's going to have you perform, uh, also presentation of the song, you'll work on your presentation, which is so important, networking, getting to know people in this town, and of course, talking about the music business, flipping the desk with publishers and producers and ASCAP and BMI and CSAC, NSAI, all of that stuff. And these will be every other Tuesday evening, 7 to 9 at Mark's Place, along with refreshments and everything. So if you want more information on that, please uh, take a look at Mark's uh, website. It's Mark Allen Barnett. And Barnett is like barn with E-T-T-E uh, dot com. And Mark is M-A-R-C. MarkAllenBarnett.com. Check it out. It's a good friend, a great mentor, and I know he'd love to hear from you. So my guest today uh, came from Wisconsin. Yeah, Milwaukee. And then went down to Florida. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was in this amazing band called Truk 
and Truk of America, which we're going to talk about, and is seen all around town, an amazing performer in the rounds. And I love watching Norm McDonald and the singer, not the comic who passed away a couple of years ago, because he's so animated when he sings. You look at his eyes and they're just, you know, <laughs> you're a pretty amazing performer. Thanks for joining us on short notice, my friend, Norm McDonald. Dave, thank you very much. And I want to also put my two cents in for Mark Allen Barnett. He's one of the first people that I, I met when I first started coming to Nashville. Yeah. And uh, he will teach you a whole lot yeah. uh, in a short period of time. So it's a great thing to get to know Mark Allen Barnett. He's the best songwriter friend, you know? Seriously. He is, he is yeah, you're starting. There's the guy right there that can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So good to have you here. Yeah. You just got back from Florida, huh? Yes, it was warm. <laughs> Actually, a couple of days, it was the same temperature it's here right now. So it's like, okay, I'm back home. <laughs> this is good. I don't miss Florida as much now. As this is published and you're listening, I'm in Florida right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, two weeks ago when I went to Florida, it was 15 degrees mm. and we had six inches of ice snow yeah. on the ground. You made it out just in time, didn't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> What's been happening in your uh, your career? You got a new cut last week. Yeah, uh, Jan Jan uh, Buckingham, our good friend, hit songwriter Jan, um, who's had songs uh, placed with Whitney Houston and um, uh, Pam Tillis and, and many many others. It's always an honor writing with Jan. Um, she's someone that's been in the business uh, for the yeah. longest time, and she's written with some of the best co-writers as well. And belongs in the the Nashville Songwriter Hall. Yes, she does. We need to do that. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really does. So let's talk about that song you guys wrote, because it's out there streaming right now. Jan recorded it herself, okay. and a lot more songwriters today are doing that. You're saying, what the heck, we're just going to record them, you know, and get them out there. Well, you know? it's a little more difficult to get cuts these days, and you still want people to hear them because you're proud of them, especially, right. if, especially if when you're playing them, they go over really well, and yeah. that song in particular does go over extremely well. So you build a following. We people want to hear it. a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. So this is a special love song. <laughs> I love the way it is. Well, Jan likes to say, and I'm going to quote Jan Buckingham on this one. <laughs> yes, please. You know, if love didn't go so well for you, and, uh, <laughs> and and you're just having a hard time with it, this is the sure, pure cure for a broken heart. Yes, it is. Yes, it's it doesn't come in in uh, in a pipe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come in a small pill. It doesn't come in a bottle. No, um, no, no. The, the sure, pure cure. Uh, is talked about in this song. Outlined in this song. Yeah. So let's hear it. <laughs> Just a story. I'll look around it with the artist who is doing it right now, straining everywhere, Jan Buckingham. So Norbert Dunn learned this. All right. I tried so hard to show you that I'm a worthy man. But as I got to know you, nothing turned out like I planned. Why you found so much fault with me, I'll never understand So go ahead and leave me now, I just don't give a damn Gonna get me a dog, one that won't talk back And when I get home, lay his head on my lap Lie by my side When I take a nap I'll sleep like a log When I get me a dog I'm gonna 
give me a dog who's tried and true I won't complain about things I do When times get tough, you'll see me through it all Well, who needs you gonna get me a dog? Gonna get me a dog One who loves to play And when we go out He'll never stray We'll take a walk Anytime I say No need to talk When I get me a dog I wanna get me a dog Who's tried and true I won't complain about things to do When times get tough You'll see me through it all Give me his paw I'll scratch behind his ear And he'll bring me a beard <laughs> He's a good dog Good dog Yeah <laughs> I'm gonna get me a dog One that won't I'm gonna do that one again I'm gonna get me a dog Maybe from the pound Then I won't miss Having you around We'll eat from cans Two happy hounds Living high on a hog When I get me a dog I'm gonna get me a dog Who's tried and true I won't complain about things to do When times get tough He'll see me through it all Who needs you Gonna get me a dog Well, you can bark all night, I love that sound I won't mind him digging in the ground (laughs) It's better than having you around I'm gonna get me a dog Ow! That's D-A-W-G. That's a dog. That's a dog right there. That gets you a beer. Said, oh, with, yeah. said with a good southern Wisconsin accent. <laughs> That's right. You're from the south. <laughs> south right. Wisconsin. Right? South Wisconsin. Around the uh, Milwaukee area, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you go back every year for the festivals and fairs and stuff. You, yeah, I take a group of Nashville songwriters up there. We call it uh, Nashville Songwriters on Tour. On Tour. And we play at the um, Milwaukee... Uh, Wisconsin State Fair. Okay, great. And wow. uh, another place in Delavan, Wisconsin, um, ah. called the. Oh gosh, what is it called? Ah, she's gonna never forget. <laughs> anyway, it's in Delavan. It's it's a Delavan. wedding venue, and it's just an amazing, oh, cool. wonderful listening room. Oh, we, we, it's like one of that. our favorite places to perform. Songwriters love listening rooms because. Uh, people listen. They're looking at you. <laughs> They're, looking at They're you. not looking at a TV screen. That immediate feedback. They're not shouting, you know, in between the middle of your most mm. heartfelt songs because their team got a point. <laughs> They're actually listening. And so Absolutely. you know when you're done with the song whether it worked or not because they're either applauding or just smiling at you. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Keep doing what okay, you're doing. What else you got for What else you got? You rock star. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they love the stories behind the songs. And we do, too, on this podcast. So mm-hmm. let's dig into Buy Me a Dog. You and uh, I love writing with Jan. The few times I've written with Jan, you go over to the Duck House, which is her beautiful home mm-hmm. in Green Hills, uh, right across from where Kelsey Ballerini used to live yeah. um, before the divorce. Uh, and you and you go in and you sit down. And she's got a Christmas tree up, her Christmas decorations. She's yep. always in the spirit. Yep. And uh, the piano's sitting there. Yeah, and yeah you, you take your shoes off. You take your shoes door, off. Because she's got white carpeting. Oh, that's right. You, it looks nice. Because forgot. we always take our shoes off. So don't go over there with holes in your socks. <laughs> no, definitely It's not. embarrassing. I've done it. That's embarrassing. I think <laughs> I did too. And, and she goes, you know, if you've never written, you've never written with me before, I was going to tell you some things. I get locked into a zone. And I may not see anything for a while. And I might get frustrated. And I might cuss swearing and stuff. And I go, Jan's okay. I've heard those words before. That's Jan. And she gets locked in. And man, she comes out with gems. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the song's half done. And then you just start tweaking. And yeah, yeah. boom. And it's just an honor to, to, yeah. to write with a Hall of Fame quality. She knows uh, what she's doing. For writer sure. like Jan. She really does. Uh-huh. Been doing it for a while. Um, now, like whose idea? How did you guys come to write a song like going to get me a dog? Well, not everybody. The cure, sure, cure. Yeah. Not everybody listening to this podcast, I'm sure, is a songwriter, so it's probably good to talk about it a little bit. You, you sit around the table with one or two people as, as co-writers, right? sometimes three, four people, and uh, you throw out ideas, and whatever sticks, whatever everybody in the room says, yeah, let's write that. Yeah. Um, we were stuck. We were going back and forth, back and forth, and then she, she threw this idea. She said, I've had this idea for like five, six years, and I can't find anybody to do it with me. <laughs> I love she, when they tell me that. <laughs> she told me the hook, and uh, she's going to get me a dog. I said, oh, I can think of three, four ways we can approach that one. Let's do it. She said, really? Uh, yeah, let's do it. So we did. Yeah. It was fun. I think that's so important because you get an idea like that, and then it's just like, um, I always call it uh, where to put the camera, you know? Uh, How are you going to approach it? Yep. If, if you're seeing this, you know? Uh, where do you start? What's the twist? You know, uh-huh. and a song like that doesn't need it. I mean, the, the twist starts right away. You I mean, kind of right know what the song was about, and, and, and you know, when she's going by me, no, then you know, you uh-huh. know. Um, so, which is a cool. The way you guys set it up was was really, you know. Go ahead, and leave me. That's all right. Uh-huh. I don't need you. I'm gonna give me a dog. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, I, and and I won't even have to talk. <laughs> That's it. And when I want to walk, I'm going to walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, <laughs> and at least at least she'll put her head on my lap. <laughs> the only thing wrong is we're this cat household here, and uh, Juliet. She may come on the table here, but she likes to, you know, uh, make appearances on my radio show and the podcast. So mm. if she does. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Not at all. We have two cats at home too. Do you really? Yes, we Good. do. Okay. What they, are your cats' names? They were both so happy to see us home last night because they know that they'll get food on a fairly regular Ooh. schedule. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. We got Kitty and uh, Boo. And Boo. Yep. Very good. Boo adopted us on uh, Halloween, three, and, four Halloweens ago. Isn't that funny? He was how whining they at you. the back door. Ah. And it, he was saying, Aww. And we thought that there was a little kid or something at the back door saying hello. Oh. Aww. Hello. Oh, yep. You know, we had a cat, Sabrina, that did say hello very clearly. And she would say, I love you, too. Oh. We did a whole radio show of that once when I was working at Cincinnati Radio. That's fun. And um, it was a blast. We had all these people. I thought it was crazy. And all these people started calling, going, oh, my dog talks. My cat talks. And it was just. Really? Wow. It just went nuts. Yeah. <laughs> 
let's get back to to uh, to Norm McDonald. Um, you you had this band in the Milwaukee area that was just huge, and uh, you guys did some magical things. And I've seen videos online of what you did, and I wish I could have seen you live mm-hmm. because you guys were a trip, man. I mean, a show band, wasn't it? We had a, a difficult time describing what we were. I think the best descriptive we ever have was, if you can imagine, Saturday Night Live as a <laughs> rock band. Because <laughs> it was that sense of humor um, yeah, yeah. with costumes, props, audience participation, um, yeah. all kinds of crazy and wild stuff. And you were the guy out front. At that time, yeah. The and band started out like back in 71 as a Chicago Blood, Sweat and Tears, Three Dog Night, Nine Piece Horn Band. Wow. Uh, Four Part Harmony, two lead singers, uh, band in Wisconsin. And it evolved into a Shana Na type band. Really? Playing oldies. That's wow. where we recorded uh, There's a Moon Out Tonight. Mm. Got up to number two in Milwaukee. We got our United Artists contract through that. That's so cool. And then as... What tends to happen with bands is uh, people drift off, and we went through all kinds of member changes for several years, um, and we had moved to Florida Mm -hmm. as our center of operation because we were tired of uh, risking our lives to get to the gig. Mm -hmm. Because in Wisconsin, you know, when it snows... People still go out. Yeah. You got to get there because mm-hmm. they'll just get on their snowmobiles and expect you to be there. So, yeah, here decided, in Nashville, it's no, we, they the just town stay home. Down. No, everything closes yeah. down, but yeah. not Wisconsin. No, Wisconsin. <clears throat> so, uh, anyway, um, the band evolved. Eventually, uh, we added the Of America. So, it was called Truk of America. And uh, that's where it turned into just about all comedy and fun. And <laughs> we were the crazy party band. There's yeah. a band now. That, it's actually a franchise of bands called the Spasmatics. <laughs> well, if you've ever gone see them, they're fun. They yeah. use props and, and, and a lot of audience participation. But I believe that whoever started that concept saw <laughs> us sometime in the past. Be. Because yeah. that's exactly yeah. what we were back in the mid 70s to mid 80s. Wow. There's a band in the Cleveland area like that called Moki Cole who used to follow uh, Okay. There. But Truk, T R U C. Tell me about that name. Uh, the lead singer that I replaced back in 1971 uh, had been to Boston. And this is back at the start of the. Um, the hippie era, where uh-huh. there was candles and leather goods, you know, and fringe on the pants and uh-huh. on sleeves for and vests and things like that. And oh, yeah. he had been in there, and he thought that that was the coolest place um, back in 69, probably, or 70. And when they were looking for a name to uh, call the band, um, <laughs> the old the guy who started the band says, "Well, it's either going to be the it was either going to be the Chino American Legion Battle of the Band's All Stars or <laughs> Truk." Or Truk. We chose the quicker route. <laughs> Truk. <laughs> you know, I, in, if you go to YouTube, you're going to find videos of them, and it's just hilarious. You got, you did every song. You had a costume change. I swear. Mm-hmm. It, it, is that what you did? Yeah. Yeah. I, and the things you used to wear. My favorite was Polly Darton. Was it Polly Harden? Par- <laughs> Instead of Dolly Parton. Yeah, and you wrote a song. It was kind of country. You had the big country hat on, and uh-huh. big yeah. That was my first country song ever. Was it? Yeah, that was written back in the uh, late seventies. Oh my! Yeah, it's called "Brain of a Spud." <laughs> a spud. Brain of a spud, all mush and crud. I fell in love with the brain of a spud. 
Yep. You guys are amazing. No wonder. You you had big crowds and you had a big following. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We played mostly in the Southeast during that time period, Atlanta. <laughs> and anywhere from Cape May, New Jersey's all the way through Florida and everywhere in Florida. Everywhere. Yeah. And then Atlanta, Savannah. And eventually just... A lot. And we'd go to Wisconsin for a month, usually during the summer. Yeah. When it's beautiful up there. Yeah. 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 For the, the, the four weeks of summer they have. Right? Yes. <laughs> brought you to Nashville? <clears throat> from Florida to Nashville, right? Wisconsin, Florida, do, you, Nashville. do you remember the old TV commercial where the old lady falls and she goes, help, I, I'm can't falling and I can't get, get up. up. Well, help, I'm writing and I can't stop. Ah. Um, and so I had a buddy down there say, Norm, if you're serious about songwriting, you need to go to Nashville and check it out. Yeah. Go check out NSAI and you know, go check out some of the songwriting rooms. Oh, yeah. So I did and I fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, Couple, about six do. years later, we decided, hey, let's just move there. So yeah. we did. Kind of the same with us. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And you've been writing a lot. I know you have a very busy writing schedule. About every day, huh? Uh, well, it's at least two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. yeah. What do you do with all those songs? Oh, they just go on my phone. <laughs> Mine too? Yeah. <laughs> and every and, now and then I go, I'm going to record that one. And I'm on Google, on Google Docs, you know, it's you there. Google Docs, yeah. yeah. We'll pitch that somewhere. And we, we tweak yeah. it. You know, over the years. And yeah. <laughs> a few people, if they're lucky, get to hear them. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Valentine's Day, and I thought maybe it'd be really cool if you could play us a nice little sappy love song. How about a sappy, sappy love. love song that we wrote yeah. well, together I, I, with J4 once? Oh, my God. J4 has been on this podcast, and he is, I think, one of the pure, true talents in this town. Uh, the guy yeah. is a musical genius. Mm-hmm. He's got a tremendous voice. And it's more of a pop. He's more of a pop. But the dude is classically trained and has beautiful concertos on Spotify uh-huh. that you can find under his real uh, his name. Original. Uh, original that he wrote, yeah. yeah. Joseph Wandas the uh, third. Uh, is how you'll find it there. But we call him J4, J4. because he's the fourth. Uh, he's the fourth Joseph in a row. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. So Dad, I said third. It, grandpa, and great-grandma. Joseph Wandas. The fourth uh, is where you'll find the classical, like classical. And I love putting that on while I'm reading and just listening because it's great. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we all got together and um, he had this beautiful melody. I, rem- I remember he had this melody. And you you and I both go, oh, we, we've got to write this. Let's write to that one. Yeah. I love this melody. So. Used to get tongue tied, never knew what to say. My jumbled up thoughts always got in the way. But the moment I met you, the clouds cleared away, and I thank God. You every day, cause you make it easy, easy to smile. You're always there for me, make my life worthwhile. You pick me up whenever I fall. It's easy to see 
And I'll always believe you make it easy. Life's been so crazy and out of control. But whenever I'm with you, I can feel time slow. You whine like a vine up the side of my soul. Arms wrapped around me and holding me close. You make it easy, easy to smile. You're always there for me. Make my life worthwhile. You pick me up whenever I fall. It's easy to see, and I'll always believe you make it easy. You make it easy. Easy to smile You're always there for me Make my life worthwhile You pick me up Whenever I fall It's easy to see And I always believe You make it easy Great. Norm MacDonald, our guest, on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Interesting thing about that song, um, again, it came from a melody uh, first, and, uh, and, and it evolved into this. And uh, I'm sure that all three of us have a different version of that song. And I mm-hmm. love the way you do it. I love the way you do it. I'm going to have to uh, maybe pick that up. We, it, it was really funny. We started with the chorus of that song. And, and sometimes when you're writing... Uh, sometimes it makes sense to start there. Just, but, but the problem with that sometimes to make that chorus soar. But I think the melody was so beautiful that it didn't matter as much. And we talked about starting with the chorus, mm-hmm. which when I I sing it out, I I still do. Ah, okay. Now the, now the problem the problem <clears throat> becomes uh, if you do that and you put two verses in, and all of a sudden you've got a four four and a half minute song. Yeah. Right. The way I do it. So I, I just, I cut out one of the verses uh, and I start, and I, so I go chorus, second uh, verse, okay. chorus, chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, now I'm going to rethink it, hearing the way you did it, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I notice you, and here's the thing how songs evolve. So you play it out and you change one word yeah, uh, to always believe. And when we were singing it in the way I've been singing it is easy to see, even believe and always seems to make sense the other thing too in that second verse um i and i would tell you that the, the line in the song i was out trimming my bushes and there's these vines that grow up through them they've got all these pricker lines oh they're yeah. terrible they get to mm-hmm. be really so I'm, I'm i'm doing that and this line came to me and I finally found a song to fit it in and the line was you know you you, you wind up you wind up my soul you, 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 uh, you, up the side of up my the soul. side of my soul arms wrapped around arms wrapped me, around me. 
holding holding me close. Me close. That's and my favorite part of the song. I I had that in my book for a, a, most of the summer, and finally found a song it fit into. So you know you're going to get lines that come to you sometimes, folks. Don't throw them away. Write them down in your book, and you just never know when they come in. Um, and one of the lines I changed, uh, Norma, and I hope you don't mind. And no. I, uh, I've talked it over, and I played it out with uh, J Four. Um, is in that in that in that verse? Uh, life's been so crazy and out of control, but whenever I'm with you, I can let it all go. Is how I've been singing. Oh, and I think we, I like that. And that was one of the lines that we had struggled with. I'm going to type that <clears> on <throat> my page you? here, just in case. And yeah. see, never be afraid to let your song evolve. Uh, it's so easy to say, well, that's it's done. I just cast in stone. That's it. No changes. Uh, but no, I think songs have a life of their own mm-hmm. and they're going to grow. And I hope you get a little lesson. And, that. and it'll let you know it will let you know. when it needs to be changed. Do you know, um, Hal Odell, who was on this show was over at the mm. house one day and he heard me practicing through the door, which I normally do. And I, he goes, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt your practice. I go, no, I was just, I was kind of struggling with this. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get this line down. Uh-huh. And he goes, he goes, you know, Dave, I've found that if, if you're having trouble singing it in practice, that song is, that line isn't right. Yep. Look at that line again. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember that, you know, it could be something yep. in your subconscious going, yeah, and it could be blocking you out, you know. Uh, so, yeah, whenever that happens. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, these are good songwriting it's, it's not connecting up here. It's not connecting. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe it's not you, uh, your performance. It's the song, maybe, yeah. you know. So things to think about. Let's take a little break. Norman McDonald is our guest. Uh, we're on the Songwriter Connection. I'm going. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. You guys had a blast in True and True of America. I was looking at some of the people that you opened up for. Jerry Lee Lewis, you, you rocked before Jerry? Well, before the killer? In 1972, uh, the band was maybe a year old. Yeah? And because we were playing all these 60s, 50s and 60s, uh, rock and roll songs. Like the Shall I Love the, uh, Yeah, the yeah. other lead singer was, was a little older than me, and so he knew all that stuff. He had it down pat. Uh, he was a, a street Because you and I were too, too young for that. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, he was a street singer. I mean, he did the doo-wop stuff with buddies on the street corners. Oh, wow. And so he knew that style inside out. So we did a wow. lot of those, and he did it really well. He was did an he? amazing singer. Bob Lamb is his name. Wow. Um, and... Uh, our manager at the time, our, our booking agency, was uh, booking that show for Summerfest. It was like one of the first years of Summerfest up in mm-hmm. Milwaukee, which is like the main... Um, That's the party right there. Co- con- uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, concert, yeah. Uh, music concert, uh, week or two in the world. And uh, we got to, to open up for them. So it was Gary U.S. Bonds, the Dovells, yeah. the Crystals, and Jerry Lee Lewis. How about that? Now, let me tell you an interesting story. That mm-hmm. was my first concert. Yeah? And this is what it was like. When the concert started and we walked out on stage, all you could see from the edge of the stage to the horizon was heads. Oh, my. There were 20,000 people there. 
So that was my first concert. Nerve-wracking? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't want to listen to a tape from that show. <laughs> Get a lot more vibrato in your voice. <laughs> <then>. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's no wonder you're a great performer. And I think it's an advantage to a songwriter. Now, again, if you're a songwriter and you don't perform, I mean, that's fine. You know, um, but if you can, it really helps you sell that song, right? Because mm-hmm. you never know who's in that audience listening. Yep. Never know. Um, could be somebody interested that want that song. And, and you don't even have to be that good of a singer. But if you're putting your yourself into it and you're expressing the words the way you're hearing them in your head and in your heart exactly they're they're going to hear that and feel that and, and just think you know i could do that one that's good yeah that's put the emotion in it right yeah yeah now you've got a new single you're going to release uh coming up here this oh, spring yeah. yep um and i've been seeing stickers around you promote so well <laughs> you really do so tell us about this since Stuff i'm going on vacation this friday uh get me in the mood okay well um the song I wrote with John Mullins, uh, who was uh, a contestant on uh, The Voice a while back, uh, wow. did really well for himself. Good. Um, many years ago. Gosh, this was at least 10, 12 years ago. Really? Before he... Uh, the stuff he comes out with now is just absolutely amazing. And he's an amazing singer as well. Yeah. Um, but we just... He, he uh, says, let's do that one. That sounds like fun. So uh, it's the attitude that you get about a week before you're going to take your vacation. Mm. Now, if you're working a regular job, all of a sudden, you don't care whether you're at work or wherever because your mind is already in the car traveling down to wherever you're going or up to wherever you're going. It's kind of my feeling right now. Uh Uh I I see you're only partially with us, Dave. Yeah, I'm partially with you. Squirrel! So anyway... I know um, that feeling. The key line to this song is, um, I don't care because I'm on vacation. (laughs) I hear the phones ringing. I'm winking at them flashing lights. I see the people lining up and they think I want to help, but they don't know what's going on in my mind. I got my backpack tank full, I'm ready to go I told a boss man, five o'clock, I hit the road I don't care, I'm on vacation I'm already out the door Everybody's in the car Sun's coming up, ain't gonna worry about nothing no more Soon I'll be watching you, watching me Barefoot in the summer breeze The song playing on every station People saying I don't care Cause I'm on vacation No, I don't care Cause I'm on vacation And now we're cruising down the highway Listening to our favorite songs Then I see in the rear view The flashing red and blue I said, hey officer, what's going on? He said, son, I caught you going by 95 I said, thank you, took my ticket Time for overdrive I don't care, I'm on vacation I'm already out the door Everybody's in 
sun's coming up, ain't gonna worry about nothing no more. Soon I'll be watching you, watching me, barefoot in the summer breeze. The song playing on every station. People saying I don't care cause I'm on vacation. Come on, you say it. I don't care cause I'm on vacation. Woo-hoo. Find your little piece of paradise. Woo-hoo. Look into each other's eyes. Relaxation is the destination. Well, once a year, make this declaration. Say, I don't care because I'm on vacation. I don't care. I'm on vacation. I'm already out the door. Everybody's in the car. Sun's coming up. Ain't gonna worry about nothing no more. Soon I'll be watching you, watching me, barefoot in the summer breeze. The song playing on every station. People saying, I don't care, cause I'm on vacation. Come on. I don't care, cause I'm on vacation. Woohoo. Find your little piece of paradise. Woohoo. Look into each other's eyes. When relaxation is the destination. Once a year, make this declaration. Say, I don't care because I'm on vacation. No, I don't care because I'm on vacation. I don't care because I'm on vacation. Woohoo! <laughs> I like the woohoo. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm there. Put a pina colada in my hand. There We're we going to go. put out a, a video that. Um, one of my sons, uh, Casey uh-huh. McDonald, is a videographer, and yeah. he's been shooting some video footage. And uh, oh. I was just on the beach yeah. three days ago, <laughs> singing my heart out, bothering the rest of the folks there on the beach. There you go. Singing it over and over. <laughs> I love it. When's it coming out? Sometime in May? Did Probably you May, just before summer. Just so before it summer? feels like a summer song, oh, vacation a t- song. Timing is the key, right? Yeah. Again, you're good at marketing what you do. And John, John Willis did all the production and the guitar work work on the on the release so it sounds killer john willis, john willis is yeah. a great producer um and and has played on the road with who he was who, mm. he was with a lot he, of different people he's got platinum records platinum, all over yeah, yeah he's good yeah yeah producing um brooklyn summer yeah uh, young girl here in this town that you're going to hear a lot from uh, oh, coming yeah. up her uh, her Big song time. blues on the blacktop uh, he produced and uh, uh-huh. lots of other great songs so yeah that's cool you so you work with him that's good oh yeah very cool. John's work, yeah, really, really cool. So, uh, and you, in addition to writing schedule, you play out a lot too, don't you? You, you like doing the writers round. You're like me. Uh. I, I probably do three, four a month at least. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I've always enjoyed being on stage, and uh, it shows. I mean, I, I got thrown out to twenty thousand people on my first concert. <laughs> and it's like once I got used to it, it was like, oh, this is fun. This is absolutely. <laughs> that's why they do it. Absolutely. <laughs> It gets in your blood, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 You certainly definitely have a passion for it. Yeah. It does. There's something about that. There's a, It's hard to explain that, that trip that you get, that rush of a, adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, not a, it's not really an ego thing. It's just no. like a fulfilling thing. It just... Yeah. It's, it, it's like, this is what I was made to do. Yeah. And, uh, absolutely. And I've heard, loving it. I've heard a lot of performing musicians saying that. You know, they just get that feeling. And yeah. That's what they were meant to do. Yeah. So... 
When did you figure it out? When did, when, when did it hit you? that uh, was it? There, was, there had to be a time before 20,000 people. Um, that's probably an interesting story to some. I was four years old. I was, four? I was standing looking at a black and white TV, wow. and Elvis Presley came on. Wow. On the old Ed Sullivan show. And I looked at him, and I watched him, and I decided, that's what I'm going to do. At four years old. At four years old. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so... Four years old. Elvis has had it, made his impression on me as well. <laughs> at four. When did you first pick up an instrument? Um, I was probably 15 or 16. I started uh, bugging my mom uh, for guitar lessons, and she mm-hmm. said... Okay, we'll get you started and see how it goes. And then uh, mm-hmm. uh, when it's time to buy a guitar, I just want you to... She was a big country Western fan. Still is. is um, yeah. And so that's what I grew up listening to. Nothing but country. Both the old Fair and Young, Ray Price, oh, that yeah. stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Melodic. Uh, oh, yeah. That's why I write so many melodic songs, is that my influence is the old country and Western stuff. Yeah. And... Uh, she she uh, she says, well, you just got to learn one country song. You play me one country song, and I'll buy you a guitar. Wow. So she bought me a Gibson back in uh, gosh, <laughs> a while ago, back in the sixties. <laughs> Nineteen frozen <laughs> air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what was the country song you learned? I hear the gentle and I'm so lonesome I could cry. Well, classic song. Yep. Lank. Yep. Whoa. Played that one and then went right to learning Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And <laughs> <laughs> All the rock stuff you uh-huh. wanted to play. <laughs> yep. I'd lo- you should I you should bring that back and play that at shows when you do shows. Oh, boy. People love Hank, yeah. you know? Here that lonesome river will love that song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you talk about a songwriting guy. That dude right there only lived to be twenty nine, mm. and uh, he had written so many classic songs that are recording again and again and again. And you think of imagery, and you and you look at that song. You know, the silence of a shooting star lights oh, up yeah. a purple sky, and uh-huh. you're like, "Whoa, I can see that happening." Uh-huh. You know, do you have that kind of thing in your songs that you're writing? Do you got the furniture, as we say? Well, the, they, the one thing that I, I'm constantly repeating to my co-writers is uh, show it, don't say it. Yeah. That's the thing that I heard the most when I started coming to Nashville and, and studying the art of songwriting. Yeah. Because when I was living in Florida, I thought I was a pretty good songwriter. And then I came to Nashville and realized, oh, you got some stuff to learn there, boy. So many people and, tell me that. Yeah. yeah. And so I learned a lot. But one of the, one of the key things was... Uh, Show it, don't say it. Show it, show me, don't tell me. Yeah, don't yeah, don't, I mean, don't use the same words that have been used eighty thousand times. Show me another way of saying it. Come up with a different way of saying. So it. I have to think about it for a second. Say, but not too long. Yeah, because then they won't understand it. You know, uh, really good example of the song you did uh, prior to the break. I mean, you could you could say in a song, uh, you know, I. you've really grown on me we've we've had this relationship and now uh, I love you honey or you could say you wind like a vine Mm -hmm. up the side of my soul exactly arms wrapped around me uh hold me close find a different way to say it one of my favorite lines uh, and it was issued as a challenge probably at NSAI one of the conferences I attended Mm -hmm. when I first started coming to Nashville but they they challenged us to find a way to 
show it and don't say it. Yeah. And I start thinking back to when I was a kid going to uh, uh, my mother's side of the family's farm uh-huh. um, near Manitowoc, Wisconsin. And they had a screen door that it would slam really loud. Mm-hmm. And so I start thinking, okay, so how would, a, how would you show that sound without actually saying the screen door you know, she slammed the screen door. Hmm. So the line I came up with was, and then the screen door slammed like a shotgun hmm. just to give her a piece of our mind. Oh, see? There you go. So you, you find it. You just find unique ways of describing it. And yeah. if you're describing it, yeah. you can say the same thing. Yeah. You, she, just, she, otherwise, I could have just said, and she was really angry, man. And she slammed the door. Yeah, she slammed the door. <laughs> no, but the screen door slammed like, like a shotgun. shotgun. So the screen door did the work. Yeah, she didn't do it then. Nope. Yeah, I love that. That's a good illustration of what we're talking about. So yeah. hopefully you get you get little gems like this from the, the yeah. podcast, and you keep on listening. Yeah. And we wish you the best on your songwriting uh, journey. We really do. You know what? Uh, find us on the socials. Comment. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're on uh, YouTube listening, like and subscribe. We love the comments. And if you have questions, throw them out there. We'll get them answered by one of these songwriters here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Maybe even yours truly. So we love hearing from you. Um, you know, at last, at last count, uh, we were at 537,000 listeners worldwide. Is that all? We're pushing toward the 600,000 and uh, I look forward to the day we hit a million. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's coming. It's coming. And that's thanks to you at home. We're in the car, wherever you're listening, sharing it on the socials and telling folks about Mm -hmm. it. We certainly appreciate it. Well, how about we get one more song from you? You got lots of great songs. You, you know what? As my friend, uh, Donnie winter says, I bet you got a closet full of hits. (laughs) at your home right now. Yeah. Uh, well, how about one that you and I wrote, Dave? Oh, I love it. Every once in a while, uh, you know, I, just, I know that this is called Music City and all styles are done here. Um, Absolutely. But every once in a while we do something that, that uh, you probably wouldn't call country. It's, this one's kind of a rocker. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like rock. And, rock and roll capital one. We started this one with the first line of the song and then it just grew all by itself. Um, this one's called I Can Change by Dave Lenahan and Norm MacDonald. Cool. Thank you. Coulda, I coulda, I woulda, what can I say? I waited too long. Now I burn forever, whatever doesn't kill you will make you strong. Nobody sees the light face down in the dirt, and if you play with fire, you're gonna get it hurt. But I can get up, stand up, I can change, count on my blessings and not my mistakes, learn all my lessons one by one, and never give up until it's said and done. If I don't like it, I can change. Now I resist it, don't miss it, won't kiss it, and it's okay. If it don't love me back Yeah, I can take it or leave it You better believe it That's a fact I learned what I learned And I know what I know I can dwell in the past Or I can let it go 
I can get up, stand up, I can change, count all my blessings and not my mistakes, learn all my lessons one by one, never give up until it's said and done, if I don't like it I can change. Live in misery and stay the same Or find a better way to play the same old game Or I can get up, stand up I can change, count all my blessings And not my mistakes Learn all my lessons One by one And never give up until it's said and done Now, 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 never give up Until it's said and done If I don't like it, I can change 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 I Norm McDonald, I love what you do with that song. Sometimes you're in a co-writing session, and you just know that song is for the other person. And the way you do that, I mean, I wouldn't attempt to do it out because you just nail that song, and I love what you do with it. That's really it. It's a fun song. Yeah. We wrote, we wrote a good one, Dave. Wrote a good one. Yeah. Ah, and I know we got to get to a writing session uh, with our good friend Lisa, who's here uh, patiently waiting. And uh, now that we've got the uh, password to the... Yeah, are you in the network now? I think, I think she's got she's half in, the song done now. She's She's ready. She probably does. <laughs> this might be a quick write. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Put our name on there, too. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're here. We're in the room. <laughs> we're for a third. <laughs> Let me tell you what we've got coming up next week on the show is um, uh, David Anderson, who's an amazing guitar player and is known as the ambassador of Music City, and we're going to find out why. He's got some great stories about his good friend uh, Chet Atkins and many others here in town. Uh, he's also in the uh, National Music Musicians Hall of Fame. So. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. uh, following that, uh, to, to wrap up uh, February, we have got an amazing songwriter, a gentleman who is songwriter, producer, uh, has worked with people like Celine Dion <laughs> and wow. many, many others. Michael J. has had a lot of hits. Martika. Ah, sweet. Uh, the, 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 the Toy Soldier song. So he's going to be on to talk about his music career. Mike Miz, Bobby Marquez, all coming up on the Songwriter Connection. So join us each and every Wednesday. We publish every Wednesday uh, very early in the mornings so that when you get up in the morning, you can have a cup of coffee and make a connection. Catch you next time. Thank you, Dave. It's uh, a pleasure. Thank you, Norm. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.